0: Good evening to those who are in social media. This is Grace and Faith Fellowship. This is Minister Eric coming to you with our Saturday night message. We're excited to come to you with the word of God once again and bring the word to you. Praise praying that you are being helped and being and you're learning something. And this is our goal. Just to teach you the word of God and that you may grow in this grace that God has made available to us. And so excited to come to you again with another. This is part four of That's Not in the Bible. We've been attacking um, different cliches that you may have heard. Maybe you haven't heard of them, but most of the people who have been in church heard these different cliches that we tend to quote, but they're not doctrinally sound. And so we want to attack those and then. We want to show you through the word of God how it's not accurate and then show you what you are supposed to be saying or how it's supposed to be said. So tonight we're going to get into this fourth part and most of you have heard this one. I'm going to say most of you, maybe you've heard, maybe you haven't. For those who've been in church have heard this saying, um, God moves in mysterious ways heard that before god moves in mysterious ways and it's that we i can't gram out where it said god moves in the mysterious way his wonders cease to perform now this particular expression has its origin in an 18th century uh, hymn written by william cow cowper of england now you say well this is a hymn there ain't nothing wrong with him right so and this hymn maybe he got this from or this hymn was inspired by the word jesus found in john chapter 13 verse 7 and here's what jesus says i'm reading from the new living it says you don't understand what i'm doing but someday you will okay and so he took that statement. And, but we're gonna go back and we're gonna look read a few more verses. We're gonna go back and read it and look at it in its context and see what Jesus was saying. Okay, but but the problem is not with the hymn itself. Okay, okay, because we don't understand everything that God does. But the problem is with the decontextualized saying, which has evolved from its lyrics. So is we we have a problem with the, the context that have evolved from the lyrics, okay? So, this is where, taken out of context, God moves in mysterious ways, has come to embody the notion that anything and everything that does not go our way is somehow God's doing. And that's just not true, okay? So, this is where this, this, um, saying coming from but God moves in mysterious ways so when we don't understand what God is doing we we tend to embody Im- this notion that anything and everything that doesn't go our way or we don't understand it some somehow is God's doing and we just don't understand it okay now while it is true that the Lord's ways are mysterious in that we don't they do not conform to human patterns or reasonable motives. His heart is without question, good and pure. Okay. God is a God of love, a father loyal to his children. Okay. He's both a promise maker and a promise keeper. Okay. And we know that through the ministry, and witness of his son, which is Jesus Christ, in whom his eternal majesty and covenant love was manifested. Okay, so I'm gonna kind of rewind, go back and, and kind of qualify these statements that I just made uh, through the word of God. Okay. So as we said, when we say well, God moves in a mysterious way, okay, it, it is true in, in that it, um that his ways are not conformed to human patterns or reasonings or motives. So they're not based on human patterns or reasoning or motives, okay? So let's look at that and and let's look at Isaiah. We're gonna go back and look at Isaiah chapter 55, okay, verses six through nine. Let's read the whole thing in this context because we take this, The part that we, is the part of these, one of these verses, I believe it's long verse eight. This is the part we take out of context, but it says here, I'm starting with verse six through nine. It says, reading from the New Living Trend, it says, seek the Lord while you can find him. Call upon him now while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish them the very thought of doing wrong. Okay, let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God, for he will forgive generously. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. See, this is the part that we read or we don't read the, the beginning of this. This is the part that people focus on. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, said the Lord my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine for just as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts so what 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 was god saying here okay let's go back at the beginning he's telling this is the context he's talking about he says seek the lord while you can find him he's talking to people who are lost people who don't know you, you seek the lord while you can find him Call upon him while he is near. Listen to it. It says, let the wicked change their ways. He's telling him, let the wicked change their ways. Why? Because your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. That's why he says he's telling them in context, change your way. And then he, said, he says, because my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. So God says, you got to start thinking how I think. You got to start Acting the way I act. Now, how do we do that? By studying the word of God. We're gonna get into that a little more. He says, My, my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts. So he's telling the wicked, change your ways, get on, start thinking like this, start doing things like I'm doing. He's not saying that you can't know them. He's saying, if you will get to know me. OK, then you will know them. OK, so we, we so it's not his his ways are not conform to any human pattern of reasoning or motive. So it's not like God doesn't think like us. OK, well, but he tells us and I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. He tells in his world how he thinks. So you got to get in the word to find out. All right. So we, we know what kind of God do we serve? It says here, he is, his, his heart is without question, good and pure. So we serve a God that's he's good, he's pure. We you we quote in the church all the time, God is good all the time, all the time, God is good. He's a has a pure heart, he's a God of love. He's loyal to his children. He's a promise maker and a promise keeper. I love that. Okay, so how do you know that? Well, let's 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 go to um, Deuteronomy chapter seven, verse nine. It says, "Understand, therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed God. He is." The faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and lavishes unfailing love on those who love him and obey his commitment. So it tells you right in D-Raman. He's the God who keeps his covenant. God doesn't break his word. Okay, so his ways are not mysterious. When you read it, when God promised something, he keeps his promises. He's a covenant keeping covenant. God. He don't break his God. He makes his promise and he keeps them. Now, you may have experienced it. Well, you know what? I prayed about something or I believed God was something I didn't get it. Well, you know, there are many uh, things that go into that. Maybe you didn't, you know, a lot of times we don't know how to receive from God. We don't know how. We say we have faith. Sometimes what we call faith is really not faith. It's just wishful thinking. And so there's a lot of variables can be in why you didn't receive, but, but God's from the Bible says the promises of God are yes and amen. Okay. He is a promise keeper. So there are many variables that can go in as to why you didn't receive what you didn't receive. Okay. But it didn't, doesn't mean that God doesn't want you to, to have it, or he didn't want you to have it. Just like, for example, healing. It is God's way that he healed. It is where that you prosper, that you be delivered, that you be set free. Okay. That's a promise. Okay. And so a lot of times when we don't receive things, we think, well, God didn't want me to have it. No, it's not because, because he keeps his promises. He keeps his promises. So we have to figure out, oh, well, maybe why maybe you may never know why you received it, but it's not because God did not want to do it. Okay. So we see that he's the promise keeping and so and he did this, and we know it says through the ministry and with his son Jesus, who is the eternal, who is the eternal majesty and covenant love will manifest. So God's manifested his love through Jesus Christ. Okay, that's what if you want to know what God is like, if you want to know his ways, then just look read about the life of Jesus. Okay, read about the life of Jesus. Study the, the Gospels and read about the life of Jesus. That will show you God's ways. What? Well, because let's look at Hebrews. Hebrews, and when you've heard this before, some of you have heard it. Hebrews thirteen eight says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Okay, so what is the same or Because Sometimes we confuse. Remember. His God's nature, His character, it is the same yesterday, today, and now. We know He changed covenants. We are no longer under the Mosaic covenant, the law of Moses. We're not under. Okay, we under grace. God did change how He dealt with man, but His nature, okay, His character has never changed. It is always God has always been loving? He's always been merciful. He's always been compassionate. OK, from the beginning of time, that has never changed about God. Only thing that changed about God was how he did deal with man. OK, under this new covenant, he He's not punishes anymore. He's not striking us down anymore under this new covenant. Jesus took our punishment. OK. And so therefore, God's not doing that anymore, because if he was, I don't know about you, I would be dead. If he dealt with me according to how he dealt with them, some of them in the old covenant, but he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That is Hebrews chapter 13, verse eight. He never changes. Okay. So the way he is. Okay. The way he is his when I'm talking about the way he is his character. Okay. His character. His nature has never changed. And so how he is affects his ways. So so by, by coming to know God's heart in Jesus, by drawing near to him, so as to invite him to draw near to us, we gain a deeper insight into God's methodology Okay, so you got to get to know God in order to understand and get God's way, understand God's ways. And want, you got to get to know him. And once you get to know him, he won't come across as being mysterious. He is a God. Is, he's, it says here that, what is it? Um, he moves in mysterious ways. You won't look at him as moving as mysterious. you're not, because you're going to know him. You're going to gain a deeper insight of God's methods, okay? How he do things. Now, not that we should ever expect to fully understand all of his ways, okay? We ain't going to fully understand all of what I mean by that. But his end game becomes a lot clearer when we take the time to immense ourselves in his words so as to know him better. Okay. So you got to make time to know God. The reason why we don't, his ways seem mysterious is because you don't know him. You got to get to know him. if he God's ways seem mysterious to you, then that means you don't know him. And like I said, it doesn't mean you're going to fully understand everything. Now, when I say that, I'm not, you're not going to understand every intimate detail how god works in your life okay like when it comes to healing you you know you can know that god heals that's his word now you may know exactly how he's going to do it okay you don't have that maybe inside information but you know that what the word says by his stripes i'm healed okay that i'm here and you stand on it god is a healer it is his will for you to hear now that you do know about him that's that's no mystery to that. There's no mystery that he saves. You don't have to ever wonder whether he's going to save you or not. You don't question that. He saves. He delivers. You don't have to question that. Now, how he goes about God doing it, you know, may be different. We see that in, in the scriptures when we read about the life of Jesus, how he had m- many ways of healing people. Some people he laid hands on. Some people he spoke to. Um, so there are different methods of how he do things. Okay. You're not going to fully understand that, but you can know God's way. You can know him, but you got to spend time in his word to get to know him better. So let's look at, it says here, whether I submit statement, you got to come draw. God says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. Let's look at, um, James four and eight. This is what that scripture comes with. It says, "Hey, yeah, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, come close to God and God will come close to you. So he invites us to come close. He said, you draw close to me. The, the King James said, draw nigh to me and I draw nigh to you. He says, wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. So my question to you tonight Is is your loyalty divided between God and the world? Because you can't know God fully in an intimate way when you have divided loyalty, when you want to hang on to the world's way of doing things and God's way of doing things, when you want to hold on to the world's way of thinking and then try to mix God's way of thinking with it. It says here, your loyalty is divided between God and the world. And so therefore, his ways may come across to you as being mysterious. And you may make that say, well, God moves in mysterious ways. That I don't understand what He doing. I don't know what He's gonna do. Well, that's because your loyalty is divided. You know, we maybe you and I'm you may be focusing on the medical um community and i'm not saying i'm not against doctors but i'm come to declare that hey god's report outweighs the doctor's report okay um god's report outweighs what the news is saying okay you have to believe that but once you get to know him when you spend time in the yourself and spend some time as we're getting to know him through this word and through prayer um, these things, God will enlighten you. And then you begin to believe what the word of God says about what he says. So he's no longer, his ways are not mysterious. Okay. God move in mysterious way. He's not going to be mysterious. Okay. And so we see here, you got to put yourself in his word. And then let's look at Proverbs. Let's look at Proverbs nine and 10. OK, Proverbs 9 and 10 says it says fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Now listen to that. It's of the fear of the Lord. That word fear means respect. The respect of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. So when you respect God, him. Guess what, Let me say this. When you respect God, you respect His word. OK, you don't take nothing. You don't take. You take him at his word and anything that anybody says anything other than if they don't agree with God's word, then you don't receive it. So to, so that word fear means r- respect or reverence. When you reverence the Lord, to reverence the Lord or to respect the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Where's wisdom? That wisdom is how is how to not only knowledge, but how you apply knowledge. God will give you application of how to apply his word to your life. Then you'll see the result. Then he won't come across as being mysterious. Okay. Then it says the knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. So when you understand the Lord Jesus Christ and his ways, okay, then you're going to make good judgments. You're going to make good decisions about your life. About your, your you know that God has a destiny for you, and you're gonna be maybe to make you're gonna make good decisions about your your destiny. And you're gonna to get to your destination as you continue to make good judgments. Why? Because you know the Holy One, you have knowledge of the Holy One. So getting to know God, this is the key to this particular saying is God moves in mysterious ways. No. When you know Him, it's not mysterious to you. You expect greatness. You expect miracles. Okay, you expect the blessings to happen. Why? Because why? Because God said it, and I take my God at His word. I need to take God at His word on tonight. So you expect it. So it's not mysterious. It's a, a deeper. Regular state of God's word reveals much, not only about the heart and the character of God himself, but also our own damaged hearts and faulty character. So when you are in the word of God, when you have a regular state of the word of God, you not only learn about him, but you learn about your flaws, okay? You learn about, hey, how you need to come up to what he has called us to okay you need you, you 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 say i gotta come up i gotta that's why when i read that scripture um isaiah 55 and 8 where he would god was inviting those who won't say that says, hey know my ways turn to my ways get to know me take on my thinking so you learn about yourself it says cast in the light of truth we we come to see that not everything which befalls us is necessary god's mysterious ways so everything that happened to you is not god's mysterious ways okay so enough look looking let me explain that let's just say well hey i want you to elaborate. let's look at john chapter 3 verses 19 through 21. now listen to this See, because we tend to blame the everything, everything, not everything that we see befalls us. It's not God's mysterious ways. Because we seem to think that when things go on in the world, we see things we don't understand. what we say, well, we just, you know, that's God's work and we don't understand it. We just can't understand what he's doing. No, it's not about that. It's us. So, so let's read John 3, 19-21. From New Living Trend, it says, There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. It says, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. It says, and the judgment is based on this fact. Now it's going to tell you why these people are being judged. Based on this fact, it says God's light came into the world. But people love the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to come near it for fear that their sins will be exposed. But those who do do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants so it says here so why do do things happen and we don't understand well it gives you why do we see when we see things happen and we say okay guys well this is i don't understand god is moving in mysterious way. no the reason why some things i teach you right here in john 3 19 21 it says here here's why some people do it says god God's light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than the light. This is why you see evil in the world. This is why you see catastrophe. This is why um, things we heard about the shooting in Buffalo, because people love darkness more than light. And, it says, and their actions were evil. Says, and all who do evil hate light and refuse to come to the fear of their sins may be exposed. These are people who haven't come to the light yet. So when you are not exposed to the light, but you stay in when you stay in darkness, okay, they're thinking it's dark, they're talking, their, their speech is dark. So people who are in the darkness are going to perform evil acts. Okay. So it's not God moving a mysterious way. We you may be saying, Why didn't God stop it? No, because here's the why people we all have free will whether you say or unsaved and there are people in this world who are influenced by the enemy the devil and we know the devil is in darkness okay so they it said the people they love darkness more than the light they love darkness more than they love jesus and it says, all who do evil hate the light and refuse to come near it because their sin may be exposed. It says, but those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. So believers who are in the light, we come to Jesus. And Jesus shows how to live, how to make decisions. And therefore, he's no longer mysterious. We understand him. We understand what he wants from us. And we, um, when things don't go right, we don't question. And we don't, like, we may wonder what, what's going on, but we don't say, hey, you know what? I don't understand God's moving mysterious way. No, we understand God, as we said earlier, God is good. He is pure. He's a promise-making, a promise-keeping God. He loves us unconditionally. And, hey, he's not you know, allowing bad things to happen to you to teach you a lesson and you don't understand it. Okay. You don't understand it. But this is not what we see here in this scripture, John 18 through 21. I may have said 19, but it's 18 to 21 that people, there are people who love darkness and they're doing evil things. It says some situations merely are merely the, the results of living in a broken world. I need for you to hear that tonight. It's a one which we should never ex- accept as normal. See, we should never accept. This is, oh, let me say this, to you, and I've learned this. You should never accept sickness as normal. Okay. Somebody dying prematurely, you should never accept. That is normal. Okay, being broke or being poor, we should never accept that as being normal. Okay, no, because, hey, that's not what Jesus died for. Jesus died for that you may be healed, that you may be prosperous, that you may be made whole. You know, I mean, he died for all that. He paid for the price for that. But situations that merely happen as a result, we live in this broken world. People get sick, you know, we live in this broken world. That's not to say you're never going to get sick. Okay, why? Because we are susceptible to sickness because we live in this broken world. But guess what? God says, "By strikes me. you. It is God's will for you to be healed. It's not God's will for you to stay sick. But like I said, don't accept. These things, these situations, these circumstances as normal. I don't do that. We certain lifestyles now that we have come to accept as normal. No, we don't accept that. Yeah, you don't have to go out and and hold up a big old sign about it, but when asked about it, no, that's not normal. Okay, that's not normal. We live in this broken, fallen world and things are gonna happen. And sometimes they happen to Christians. Christians die because of evil acts of somebody else, somebody who allow the enemy Satan to influence them, and people die. Unfortunately, that happens. That does happen. But understand that God is not doing some mysterious thing that we don't understand. or we don't understand what he's doing. Or we we are confused about how he do things. No, you shouldn't be confused because the Word of God tells us about his character and who he is, okay, and how he he loves us and cares for us and his will to protect us. So, and you read Romans Romans twelve and two is probably then you don't. Uh, it, it says be ye transformed what by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove what is good what is perfect and acceptable the will of god the perfect good except the will of god that's the thing be transformed by the renewing of your mind don't accept these things as normal these are merely things happening because we live in this broken fallen world and sometimes too Um, The circumstances we face are results of events. We ourselves have set in motion, not God. Maybe you brought that thing on yourself. Wasn't God. You may be saying, well, you know what? God moves me No, you caused that because you made a bad decision. Okay. You chose your thinking was wrong. Therefore, you act wrong. And so we have to accept our responsibility for the things that we've caused to happen in our lives. God didn't do that. Okay. So take ownership of the things that you've done. There's some things that I've done in my life. Hey, if I had made that decision, I wouldn't have went through that. But because I made a bad decision, I had to deal with that thing. And God brought me through it. He loved me enough to bring me through it. But you know what, it was me that caused it. It wasn't God, it wasn't God. I know now it wasn't God trying to teach me a lesson. or it wasn't something that I had to go through. No, I went through it because of decisions that I made. And maybe you went through something because of the decision that you made, okay? You went to prison because of the bad is hidden, you know. Yo, sometimes sickness come on because of bad decisions that we make okay sometimes it could be attacking the enemy but sometimes we bring things on ourselves and so understand that that god is not moving in some mysterious way trying to teach you something and you say well i don't understand what he's doing no here's what i want you to know tonight understand That God, his nature, his character, God is good. As we say all the time and all the time, God, you can understand his ways when you spend time in his word and know his character and know um, how he does things, know his will through what's studying his word. And as we're saying, I'm going to go repeat again. Doesn't mean you're going to have all the intimate details about what he's doing but i know my god is the healer i may not know how he's gonna heal well i may not know always when i may not i know from the time i speak it i'm healed now it may take time for the manifestation but god is a healer he'll deliverer. he is he is his will that i prosper and something that's why the bible said we got seed, time, and harvest. Sometimes there's some time between it. sometimes times are shorter than others, sometimes longer than others, but we know what the will of God is why through studying his word and getting to know him. So that's the whole thing is, I wanna really bring home tonight that, hey, if you want to erase this thinking that God moves in mysterious ways And take that particular phrase out of your um, thinking. Then get in his word. Understand who he is. Understand his character. So when something does happen in the world. Or maybe happen to you. You can say, well, you know what? I know God is good. I I don't understand that. But I know God is good. I know God is not behind that. I know God's not behind all these shootings. No, there is an enemy. There's a, the 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 uh first thing is First Corinthians said, he is the God of this world, blind the eye. Of the, Satan is the God of this world. And so my God didn't do that. My God wouldn't do that because he's loving, he's compassionate. And he's always about doing good. As we said last week about, um, we talked about, only God can judge me. Well, God, when He's good, and God can't be tempted by evil. That's what James says. He cannot be tempted by evil because He's good. There's nothing in Him that can tempt Him because it's nothing but good in Him. So understand that hey, don't bring circumstances on yourself. The world's going to bring some things, but don't bring things on yourself too by decision that you make. So here's how the saying should go. Instead of saying, well, God moves in mysterious ways. No, this is this is how the saying should go. God may move in mysterious ways, but his heart is an open book. He may move in. I mean, like I said when we say move in mysterious way, I may not understand all how he's gonna work this out. But you know what? I know that it's worked out through the word of God. God is the open book, meaning that God is not hiding anything from you. The Bible says if, if, if things be hidden, if they are hidden, they're not hidden from us as believers. They're not hidden from us. They're hidden for us. Because the world can't understand this. Unbelievers can't understand this. But they're not. God is not hiding things from us. But he's hiding things for us that we can tap into the supernatural, that we can walk in the supernatural. That is God's will, that we can see the miraculous. And when the world sees that, that becomes attractive to them and we can draw them and win them to the Christ. That is God's. I believe that's God's will that we walk in the supernatural. That people see God doing miraculous things in our lives that they'll want to experience the same thing. So that's how the saying should go, that God may move him still, but his heart is an open book, which means that you can know him. You can know his thoughts. You can know his ways. Why? How? By studying his word, spending time in his word, getting to know him, get to know your God, and he will not come across as being mysterious to you. But you say, I know my God. You would know him just as well as you know your spouse or your children or your, your your best friend. Because if somebody come up to you and say something about your best friend or your spouse or your children and you really know them, you wouldn't receive it. You wouldn't receive that. You say, no, 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 no way. No way. My child wouldn't do that. Okay. My husband wouldn't do that. My best friend wouldn't do that. Or they wouldn't say that that's not who they are because i know them intimately and i know that hey their character i've seen them i've been around them too long to know that's the same way when you spend time with god and his word and experience him in a intimate close relationship with him nothing that goes on in this world nothing that nobody says to you can say you can make you doubt who god is and what he is able to do. And most importantly, what he has already done. That makes me, I'm excited about that. Because, hey, I, I grew up with a song. And the song said, my, my grandma used to sing. It says that you can't make me doubt him. The song said, because I know too much about him. I love that. That is awesome. I remember it just singing, you can't make me doubt him. Because I know too much about him. so he's not mysterious to us. He's not moving in some mysterious way. No, I I don't, I know my God, and I know what he has already done because his word says that hey, he is all powerful, he is all knowing, he can do anything. His word tells me what he's already done. His word tells me his character and who he is. So you can't change my mind about him. And nothing that I see in the earth can make me change my mind about him. Because he loves me that much. He loves you that much. You said maybe you said, well, maybe you, you you've been to something. You said, Well, I don't understand it. I don't understand why I had to go through this. I don't understand why I had to go through this. And somebody tell you, well, you know what, God, we don't know, he moves in mysterious ways. Don't, don't receive that. If you want to know him, what he's all about, get into his word, get to know him through his word and through prayer and find out that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, for evermore let me pray but father god in the name of you i thank you for just speaking to us on tonight that god you are not mysterious in the fact that we can't know you you're not keeping secrets from us that we cannot know you but god through your word you have revealed yourself to us to know that you that to know that you are a loving god that you are god of peace That you are God of joy, that you are God of kindness, of gentleness. Okay, that you are a God that knows all things, that heals all things. Every sickness falls at your feet, God. Everything that this world has offered, God, you you have given us more. The world cannot offer anything to God that you have not already offered us. We thank you. That we understand you through your word, and your word says that you cannot be tempted by evil, but you are a good God. That every good and perfect gift come from you, God. I pray that those on the side that were receiving them tonight, that anything that have happened bad, then like God, it did not come from you. It didn't come because you're trying to teach them a lesson, but God, you have been good all our lives. God, I pray that you would take the scale off, off their eyes. Allow them to see how good you are, even in the midst of a dark world, even with a world that's violent, it's going on, things are chaotic, and things are going on in our lands with this diseases. But God, let them know they reveal to them and give them revelation that that is not you, but they're the enemy. But God, Thank you and reveal to them that you know what? That you are higher than any other name. You hide in cancer, you hide in God, diabetes, you hide in high blood pressure. Your name is higher and takes authority over anything in this earth realm. If we just stand on your word and believe your word and declare, I thank you for those you are setting free right now as we speak that you are giving them revelation knowledge about who you are and who you've called them to be. And God, thank you that they are embracing your word and receiving your word and we bind the enemy right now. We we break your whole off of their thought life that they may be receive who you are and that your love as the word says uh, they make they may know the width and the breadth and the height And the fullness of your love for them. And we give you glory and and praise. It is the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening once again to us at Grace and Faith Fellowship. We'll be back with you next week on another installment of That's Not in the Bible. And I believe and I pray that God, you have received the word on tonight. And once again, we'll see you next week. Thank you again. And bye-bye.